and gentlemen, and welcome to another Disjelta Creation Thursday Night Hangout. Thursday night! Ladies and gentlemen, I, of course, am your host, Charlie, and I'm joined once again by the prolific cover himself, Zelius. It's good to see you all live and well, good sir, because you never know from week to week what may happen or may not happen. You may forget to breathe one day. This is true. That's very true. Actually, I played a basketball game last night, and uh, because of the crazy-ass humidity in Atlanta, uh, the basketball floor was sort of sweaty. Oh. And, like, you couldn't, no matter how much you dried it, it was still there were still portions of the court that felt like you were in an ice rink. So that was fun. The great humidity is what we love about living down here. Exactly. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this, of course, is the Thursday Night Hangout. This is a live show where we try our best to cover the topics most important to you during the show. If at any part during the show you have any comments or questions or topics or you just want to voice your opinion, drop it in the chat wherever you may be right now uh, watching us live. And we will try to add it to the show. If we do, unfortunately, run out of time, we will add it to the very next show. So. I have, of course, my nifty list of topics, which, yes, I know it looks like a blank card. It's because the topics are facing me and away from the camera. Ha <laughs> ha. See, look. Very professional to me. Look at that. Aha. Aha. Okay. So let us start it off with something that potentially could, could make a sad story worse. And that is... It, it, there's news that is now coming out about the DC Studios movie division uh, as they're trying to, you know, reorganize and and make basically the DC equivalent of what Marvel has been doing. There are two projects that are current, at least two projects, but two big name projects that are currently in flux. One, which apparently might have already been canceled, is Wonder Woman three now sad day because i think that you know gal gadot amazingly attractive very good uh wonder woman um so that sucks but the other thing is and this is where i say uh making a sad story worse ladies and gentlemen it is now reported that the superman feature that's going that was Supposed to be Henry Cavill's return is now in doubt. So what you're saying is the potential rumored reason, or one of them, I should say, for him leaving The Witcher may not actually come to fruition. Exactly. Oh, uh, the overwhelming irony. That sucks. Uh, uh, that sucks. And 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 also, I mean, that's really just the the um, I guess you know how reality works it's the way the box falls yes it is violently and to the side Zelius. but i mean you think it's kind of funny though because you think about it the mcu right now ain't doing too hot either um i mean basically it's been pretty well panned for this current i don't even know what phase we're on anymore honestly with mcu we're at uh, four or five right I think four, because supposedly five or six are going to get back to being more serious. I guess I don't know. Uh, I, I'm I'm, I'm going to try to Google this here. Uh... I was like, I have not watched the new MCU phase basically since Endgame because I don't have Disney Plus and I've been in the theaters. 
But even the stuff that was on DC just was never quite the same level of, we'll just call them phases one through three, of the MCU. And I feel like these franchises have been trying to chase the high that was MCU for quite a while. Uh, but also where it started, though, was, of course, Iron Man is really where it started. Yep. It's not like it, like, they didn't go into Iron Man being like, you know what, we're going to have the MCU. It was after, like, the second or third movie, it was like, oh, we have something percolating here. And even, like, when you got, like, Thor and the other stuff, they worked on their own. And I think that's what was key. It wasn't like they didn't try shoehorning every single one of the movies into the overall MCU. They fade in, obviously. But, if, like, the Thor movies on their own stood. The Ant-Man movies on their own, they stood. I think that's what's important is on their own, the movies were good. That was the first key. Right. And they all led up eventually to the Avengers. And even then, think about it, they had like the first Avengers, which now is like, it looks like it was a minor footnote compared to Endgame. Yeah. And in the age of instant gratification, and you have to make the $500, $500 million blockbuster success today, it's hard to do that, given the limits of what Hollywood's going to let you to do. That's why, like, you know, you see stories still about Lord of the Rings and how it's such a unique undertaking, where given the success it was, it wasn't just, it was not The Hobbit. It was not just crap. That was basically like, oh, we'll make something because we can. It was Wait, are you saying The Hobbit's crap? The movie, the trilogy is crap. Okay, yes. there we go. There we go. Okay. There, there, there is, there is a very phenomenally well done animated Hobbit movie back in like the eighties. Can't complain about that one. Yes. Um. So yeah, it's and what was it? They tried doing it with the Mummy series, which is supposed to be part of the the Monsters universe or something with Tom Cruise. Um. Yeah, I'm like, sorry. I I just like Tom Cruise trying to do the Mummy. I was just like, Nah, dude. That that will forever be Brendan Fraser. I don't care what you try. I don't care if you try to reboot it or not. And apparently, it was absolute crap. So guess what? Booyah! I saved money, and I've got all three of the Mummy Brendan Fraser editions. Thank you very much. Yeah. So. Uh, interesting days in DC studios, but you know, whatever. I mean, we'll, we'll, I guess, you know, we'll see. Uh, now speaking of, uh, you know, uh, things happening or, or I guess like upheaval or whatever, there's a certain company out there that we talk about on the regular when it comes to them, basically sending cease and desist letters out to anyone and everyone who wants to try to give individuals uh, more uh, content from their beloved, you know, like their their fandom. And what I'm talking about is Nintendo. And Nintendo has yet again decided to go after this time. I'm, uh, I got to double check the, the actual name of the... the uh, um, document 
uh, team. Uh, the YouTube channel, Did You Know Gaming, um, was interested in trying to find out information about a failed 2004 tactics game based in the Zelda universe called Heroes of Hyrule. And um, so they uh, they got a takedown notice. Uh, <laughs> uh, basically, uh, what Did You Know Gaming said about this, this is a journalistic video documenting a game that Retro Studios pitched to Nintendo nearly 20 years ago. This is an attempt by a large corporation to silence whatever journalism they don't like and a slap of the face for video game history preservation. Once again, I think, okay, so here, here's here's the thing. Nintendo, fucking stop, please, Jesus Christ. But also, remember, Nintendo does not want anyone to make a single penny I'm not talking dimes. I'm not talking nickels. I'm talking about the 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 one cent coin. They don't want anyone to make a penny off of literally any of their IP. So my yeah, guess is that though that should be allowed. I mean, right? Absolutely. Different. However, it is their IP, and and the thing is, did you know gaming? If they really wanted to fight against this Nintendo. Pockets are probably like I don't know, ten million d times deeper than Did You Know Gaming. But here's True. but here's the thing, my I will, my educated guess is because Did You Know Gaming has ads during their videos. Nintendo goes, aha, you're talking about our shit, and you're making money off it. No. But there's a ton of documentaries that do the same thing. I mean, you see similar stuff like with, for instance, um, Cinema Sins, and um, yes, but the other but, ones, is, that, but is that Nintendo? That's the I'm thing. Say, usually, stuff like that is actually fair use. To, I mean, you're not showing like the entire video game. You're actually doing journalistic work at that point, which is a whole different level of actually covered speech. That's what's. Interesting to me about it, but to your point, though, the problem is they still have to fight it in court somewhere. Exactly. Even if they're in the right, which in this case I would think they are, you still have to be like have the monies to actually be able to fight it. I'm trying to see if there's um, uh, I I. Also, okay, so the other thing is that that I wonder about is because it was an unreleased project, having been in the industry before, I know that I am not allowed, I am legally not allowed to list any of the projects that I worked on that didn't actually get published. So I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if this is a case of like a contract, a violation of contract where a developer who pitched an idea to Nintendo and Nintendo turned it down. Like, I don't, you know, I'm sure there's, there's like a whole bunch of other shit that could go on, but I wonder if that might be the case as well. Um, since it does, yes, but they're under no contractual obligation to withhold that information as the 
um, basically newscaster in this case. Like they have no obligation. The developer might, sure, but if they're the, just reporting on what they heard, they don't have to withhold that because they didn't sign anything sitting thereof. Well, okay, so so let's I mean, play it, let's it, play it, devil's it, advocate here. Let's say that uh, uh, the NSA. Uh, there's there's a disgruntled NSA employee who has uh, a bunch of uh, blueprints for Cold War nuclear projects, and uh, they decide, well, you know, it's been 20 years. Um, it would be cool to actually talk about some of these ideas that got scrapped, and so they give it to a journalist. And so the journalist is now revealing a bunch of stuff that at some point could have or could still be in production somewhere. I don't know. That's the problem is that that it could ha it could I think it equated nuclear weapons with Nintendo Two very different. You're talking state secrets, which actually there are laws around that. Right. There are not laws around company secrets pertaining to video game production. In Nintendo's world, there probably is or in their mind, at least they well, live no. in their own their own reality. So. But again, it comes down to if even if you're in the right, how do you fight those type of situations? Exactly, exactly. And from my understanding, from from the uh, from the people who did see, um, um, that that did see this video, they're like, "Look, it was very well done. It was you know thought out and and was professional." But then again. As we've seen in the past, Nintendo didn't give a shit. You know, that's why I thought they see, like, as much crazy, like, if you're a rich billionaire, like Elon Musk, as much crap he's going to give him over, like, Twitter, like, this is the kind of stuff where I'd love to see him or, like, a Bill Gates or Bezos be like, no, screw it. We're going to back your free, you know, he's on a free speech on Twitter, right? Yeah. Put his money where his mouth is and back them for promoting free speech. Like, this is a perfect example of a documentary to be able to really back kind of the little man who can't, who does not have those resources to do themselves. Yeah. And, and, and the, yeah, I just, whatever. So yay, Nintendo and a sarcastic. Doing it um, again. Doing it yet again. Oh. <sighs> Now, speaking of uh, government bodies, let's talk about that wonderful thing called the Federal Trade Committee, the FTC. Commission? Or commi commission, committee, commission, whatever. It's a committed commission. It's a, committed co it's a commissioned committee, damn it. It's a commission of commissioners who do a committee to make decisions on behalf of us, even though we did not elect them. Yes, and... And some of them are still on telecom uh, boards and getting paid for them to keep stuff, you know, the way it is. Anyways, uh, hmm. I digress. Anyway, so um, FTC uh, is uh, the U.S. Federal Trade Commission has launched a lawsuit uh, to block Microsoft's merger with Activision Blizzard. Uh, let's see here. It believes that this will enable Microsoft to suppress competitors to its Xbox consoles and its subscription content and cloud gaming businesses. Okay, the way that that is phrased, though, is really weird. 
how are you blocking competitors going to your console? Because that's I mean, how I read it. Let me read this. Let me hold. On, let me read this again. It believes it would enable Microsoft to suppress competitors to its Xbox consoles and its subscription content and cloud gaming business. Can't you technically already do that? Yeah, because they're the the platform holders. I think the argument is, which <laughs> some validity, is that basically if they own more of the larger publishers, now they have less incentive to basically work or play nicely with other publishers. Um, when it comes to this whole merger, I'm honestly pretty ambivalent. Um, mainly because I feel like from a monopolistic perspective, there's still opportunity for new indie developers to kind of come out of nowhere and still make games. Like there's still right. a platform. Right. And it really is in Nintendo's best interest to Microsoft. allow the indie games on their device. And it's not like, you know, the days of the console base, you know, NES or PlayStation, where like you almost really had to kind of beg and plead with, you know, the console owners to do it. Um, but now, because you're really competing, like obviously with the PC and other consoles, I mean, anybody can almost throw, I mean, it's almost a problem with how much crap there, crap where there are on the consoles now. It's kind of gone the other pendulum. So that's where this one, I'm kind of like when it comes to the idea of Artem and Off, I'm kind of like, eh, like this isn't something that really gets my irons raised uh, as far as the Microsoft merger goes. Not. I feel like there's there have been much more harmful mergers that should have been blocked than this one ultimately. Um, so if this is what they're choosing to pick their battle over, that's where I'm really skeptical. So Microsoft, of course, has already responded. They said we continue to believe that this deal will expand co competition and create more opportunities for gamers and game developers. We have been committed since day one to addressing comp competition concerns. Involve including by including by offering earlier this week proposed concessions to the FTC. While we believe in giving peace a chance, we have complete confidence in our case and welcome the opportunity to present our case in court. So maybe FTC is, I mean, you know. I think to, to be totally honest with you, at the end of the day, I think this thing goes through. I don't think that there's there's any force on God's green earth that's that's going to be able to to stop this runaway train. Well, let's say because like even because they've also Nintendo, not Nintendo, Microsoft has also sent some legal lease things to some of the other um, consoles, basically trying to commit to like, hey, we'll legally contract ourselves to continue doing stuff. And yep. Gabe Newell of Steam actually declined to sign it because he's like, you know what? Microsoft's actually been a good steward. And working with them has actually worked well, so there's no reason to actually sign it. So I love it if, like, you know, if Gabe's okay with it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, he's, you know, you figure of someone who could have really dicked over the gaming industry and kind of chose not to and just let it run its course. And so... Ah, 
I mean, it's kind of, if you have Microsoft, Activision, and Blizzard all for one umbrella, it's kind of, it is kind of nuts, the amount of games that will be under that. True. Uh, now, what I do wonder, though, because you do see sometimes with these larger mergers, is inevitably it feels like they also end up shutting down some of the games because there is so much cruft. Yep. Um, so will all the games from all of the EA Activision and Microsoft, for that matter, also stay alive? Yeah, and to that, I don't know. But, I mean, yeah, I... I agree. I think I'll be passed also. Um with probably some shoestring amendments of like, you can't do this, which actually has no enforcement and they all end up doing anyways. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. Exactly. So, uh, whatever. Yeah. I, I thought like you, I think it'll happen. Um, I mean, just look at the history of other mergers, in this part of town and they just kind of end up happening. And, we just shrug our shoulders because there's not a whole lot we can do about it anyways. Yeah. At the end of the day, they're, you know, they're going to do what they want to do. I, I jokingly said earlier, I guess Microsoft just didn't pay the FTC enough <laughs> for them because I, I it is my humble opinion that telecommunication uh, companies have been basically payroll in the FTC to allow them to keep some of their uh, archaic rules uh, which allow for us, the consumers to get it up the kahoozy which is the butthole for those who don't know uh, every single month with the ISP ransoming that has occurred uh, ISP by the way is internet service provider. So the real problem is, is none of the video game execs are on the FTC committee. Or they don't have any FTC committee members on their board of directors. Ooh, that's what, it is. that's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. You want to talk about a corrupt uh, uh, place? Anyways, uh, moving on. Let's do something a little bit lighter, and also, in my honest opinion, absolutely disgusting. And that is that Mountain Dew has announced for its. <laughs> festive flavor this year it's going to go with fruitcake what fruitcake is what you send to uh family members that you hate <laughs> why would you make a fruitcake flavored mountain dew why uh, <laughs> why i'm gonna charge it for christmas <laughs> Don't i'm gonna go buy all that walmart has in stock and deliver it to your front porch oh my god we will do a science experiment to see how fast it will peel paint because Charlie's not drinking that. That is fascinating. With a burst of fruit, it's fruit quake, but it comes with a burst of fruitcake flavor. Yeah. That sounds like the very definition of cough syrup that it happens to have carbonation. I'm going to be totally honest with you. This flavor might act actually rival in my personal opinion the nastiness that is Baja Blast which Taco Bell still has I know but it's like only at Taco Bell it pisses me off because the places will carry that but not Mountain Dew Code Red I'm like what the hell like Mountain Dew 
and Code Red should be like the two standards. Exactly. You know, all the wackadoodle stuff, go for it. In but, a perfect world, it would be Mountain Dew, Code Red, and Liveware. Boom, boom, boom. Three in a row on your little soda machine. Screw it. I want Jolt back. I, I, that I can't help you with, Zealous. Or you take some Jolt, you, you put some Pixie Sticks in it, and really get your blood going. Not that I I've never just, not I'm pretty sure that'll make your nose bleed. No, it actually, yeah. It, you want a sugar high where you crash? Yep, that did that to me. <laughs> You're like, I feel great. Oh, God, where's all this blood coming from? <laughs> you guys were with me when that happened at Waffle House. Yeah. I mean, that was college. Where I did that to stay up all night. It was like an organic chemistry exam, and I did that. It was and organic. Remember- it was an organic experience. It? Uh, it was organic. I, I saw many lines and colors uh-huh. that night. I smell colors. <laughs> yeah, yes. I think that's the last time that I pulled. Mm. Mm. Anyway, so yeah, there's Mountain Dew uh, fruit cake, or sorry, fruit quake Quack. flavor. I no. No, no. I want the that like berry or raspberry or whatever the hell that was that they had years ago. Yeah. That was good. Well they had some good I mean they've they've had some fun ones. Uh and they've had some not so fun ones. But uh yeah, fruit yeah. fruit quake, no thank you. I will I will pass. Peppermint. Ooh. I don't know. I don't know. Just I'll stick with um I mean it could be a hit or miss. I I don't know. I'll stick with these two. Your happy concoction. Yep. My my code red and my Mountain Dew. Nice. Okay. So, speaking of uh, uh, happy uh, stuff or stuff that makes Charlie happy, uh, this is a friendly reminder that Chattacon number 48 is happening in Chattanooga uh, January 13th through the 15th, 2023. Uh, All to Confusion. Or I should say myself, which I guess is Ultra Confusion, has a hotel room, and because I haven't heard back about the if we have a table or if I'm actual panelists, I just went ahead and bought myself a um, an attendees pass because I think uh, when the new year happens, the price goes up, and so I'm saving myself ten dollars. So right now, get your Three-day pass, or is it, you know, 13, 14, 15? Yeah, three-day three day pass for 50 bucks. Nice. Yeah. And, of course, um, I guess, I don't know if they still, I don't know if they still do Vitamin Geek at all, but the Spooky Dudes podcast uh, that we've, you know, we hang out with all the time when we do Chattanooga conventions, uh, they will be there at uh, Chattacon. 48. Nice. And they haven't heard anything about their panels either, so they went ahead and bought tickets. <laughs> that was their whole plan all along. We wait them, wait them, wait. Uh, make them wait long enough. They'll just have to buy their own passes anyways. Exactly. Okay, so let's talk about some strange news here. There's a bit of news coming out that revolves around uh, the announcement, the exciting announcement of a, a new video game that uh, or sorry, a a new movie franchise based off of a video game, and this video game, I'm gonna be totally honest with you, is a little bit out of uh, left field, and that is uh, Toe Jam and Earl, 
is getting a movie adaptation. Uh, that is the weirdest thing in the world. Actually, no, that's not the weirdest thing because I knew, I don't know, it may have been 10, I said at least seven or eight years ago, there was that, there was all the talk of uh, a movie based off of the video game Asteroids. And if you want to talk about, I don't know how you make a video game around the game Asteroids, but then again, they made an entire movie out of Battleship, so I can't be surprised. Deep Impact would be the Asteroid movie. No, from my understanding, the the pitch for Asteroids was just two brothers on a mining ship who have to, like Armageddon style, have to save the planet by taking out this asteroid that's that's uh, barreling down. You know what I actually want to see? I want to see a movie, a video game movie adaptation uh-huh. where there's like clear level ups and increase in difficulty and mobs you're taking on. Like, you think of like the Doom movie should have literally gone from like, he started with his fist, then he got a pistol. And I know they have like different weapons. Yeah. But like, clearly, you have like little like tags in the upper right. Like, you're now level 10 and have like the character open to the bizarre and you'd be like, oh, what's my next level up going to be? Like, or I just have like an indicator it. in the left hand corner, left uh, left hand top corner, that sh- tells you uh, like the keys that you collected. Or he goes to a door and it goes, uh, uh, "Cannot compute, must collect the red key." And he's got to battle a bunch of guys and then yes. loot their corpses to find the red key so they can open the door. Is that too much? I want to see a video game adaptation actually do that with like <laughs> level ups or some like. Actually, it'd be there's, like a video game. There's, be cool. there's been games that have kind of, you know, jokingly done it. I mean, uh, the Ryan Reynolds uh, free guy definitely had some. Um, Never saw that. It's pretty good. I mean, it's Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds, so you can't go wrong. It's an NPC who basically gains awareness and starts playing in this brutal, like, you know, kind of like GTA world. Mm. Actually, there's a book. Um, Ready Player One. Oh, no, 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 no. Not Ready Player One. Uh, it's basically, oh, I want to call it Mog's World, where it's a, it's like a sci-fi fantasy, kind of like, you know, magic and dragons uh, and wizards, um, where an NPC gains sentience in this game. Huh. Uh, and and the, the author's name is really weird. It's like Yahtzee Crosshair or Yahtzee, whatever. I'll have to look it up. I, it's gonna, bu- gosh, it's gonna bug me now. Let me see if I. Uh, I hope it's Mog's World. Ways to bug Charlie's make him think he knows something, but don't actually tell him what it is. It it's Mog World by Yahtzee Crosshaw. Crosh Crosshaw. Uh, the the uh, the blurb says in a world full to bursting with would be heroes, Jim couldn't be less interested in saving the day. His fireballs fizzle. He's awfully grumpy. Plus, he's been dead for about six years. When a renegade nec- renegade necromancer wrenches him from his eternal slumber and into a world gone terribly, bizarrely wrong, all Jim wants to find let's see, all Jim wants is to find a way to die properly, once and for all. On his side, he's got a few shambling corpses, an inept thief, and a powerful death wish. But he's up against tough odds, angry mobs of adventures, a body falling apart at the seams, and a team of programmers racing 
a deadline to hammer out a last out the last few bugs in their AI. So let me hold on. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna post this in the chat. It's actually a really good book. Actually, this I I love this the stuff that uh, Yahtzee writes. It's it's pretty good. It's got some humor to it, and and it's uh, very well uh, written. Nice. Okay, so speaking of written, okay, so <clears throat> I know in in this wonderful digital a age, we are always constantly being bombarded with if you like this, you would like that type of advertisement, right? Your your, your personalized things. If, if you read, this, then that. huh? If this, then that it makes perfect sense. Exactly. Uh, you 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 bought. I don't know, um, a book on Amazon. And so they recommend a bunch of books that, well, if you like this author, you'll love these. And my, is that basically how advertising works? Yes. But at the same time, oh my God, I've been getting some terrible suggestions as of late when it comes to the Kindle. Mm. Um, cause you know, I'm, I, I think it's pretty obvious. I am a sci-fi fantasy, uh, fan i also do i do love uh a good murder mystery or a thriller book um you know maybe something contemporary oh, a little maybe some steampunk in there once in a while uh i've been doing a lot of uh, what's it called urban fantasy where it's it's um you know it's, it's basically like the dresden files where it's in today's society but you have wizards and it like a hidden world that actually goes you know is happening or whatever but some of these books, I'm like, I, 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 because I have Kindle Unlimited, I, I will, thankfully, most of these recommendations are under Kindle Unlimited. But man, there's a ton of those books that I couldn't even go 10 pages before. I'm like, nope, <clears throat> nope. It's like, if you like, well, case of point, it's like the Dresden Files. You got Harry Dresden. He's a, he's a magician. He's dealing with like vampires and and zombies and you know uh lycanthropes all this crazy stuff and then they they recommended this book like all right i'll give it a shot and oh my god it is it is the most like christian like it's it's angels at war but like they're they're like citing the bible i'm like no dude this is this is not like dresden at all huh. no nope i mean there's the battle between good and evil Okay, fine. Yeah. Okay. So yes, there's 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 a fantasy type of situation with bad bad you know good and evil. What do you want? Boom. Is <laughs> it was terror. I'm not I'm not going because I don't want to be mean because people might find that this this author's books. But oh my god, that that's it. When I think Dresden, that's not where I think about. There weren't any sexy vampires in it. No. And for that's the last that okay. I think we're okay. We're outside the spoiler thing, and I'm gonna and I harp about this every single time. In the Harry Dresden TV series, there is a female vampire that goes by the name of Bianca, and she is like this like forbidden love interest in the TV show. If you actually read the books, they fucking hate each other. Like Bianca's tried to kill Harry several times, and ah, fuck it. It's been it's it's long enough. Spoiler alert. But Harry kills Bianca in the books. Like he has to put her down. Oh, why? Yeah. 
Because she's trying to kill everyone he loves. And it's not like, because you won't love me back. It's, I hate you, Harry Dresden. I want to drain you of your blood and kill everyone who even knows your name. I'm not seeing an issue here. I think she just needs to be able I think he just needs to open his mind a little bit to the way she truly loved I him. I don't think that's what she wants to open. <laughs> Anyways. Ladies and gentlemen. We're going to take a quick pause here to do the friends of the show. These are the wonderful people that help Alter Confusion be the Alter Confusion that you love and adore. So without further ado, let's jump right into it. The first thing, the, the first group we got to give a shout out to is the Indie Cluster. The Indie Cluster is an organization of independent game developers that want to gain exposure by being involved in the community. They collectively journey to popular conferences as a traveling booth to help gain attention for their games. They make partnerships in local communities to bring games to the mainstream mindset. They highlight local, unusual, and rare concepts to challenge the paradigm of the common. They also host events to teach kids and minority groups about game development to hopefully one day enter the industry themselves. For more information, go to IndieCluster.com. That's all one word, IndieCluster.com. How many words? Do what? One? Just one word, Just one. you sure? Yep, all Just one more. word. Yep. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, the next thing we got to do is Noodle Boy Media. Founded in 2015 by Andrew Tran, Noodle Boy Media, previously Wet Kid 47 Media, is your choice for professional photo shoots and panel recordings at conventions. They pride themselves in providing a high level of professionalism, top-notch experiences, and quality services. If you want more information and to view their full list of services, check out facebook.com slash noodleboymedia. Yes. Now, this next shout-out is especially important to anybody who's in the greater Atlanta area. Ladies and gentlemen, I've got to remind you and tell you about Hero Chiropractic. Hero Chiropractic is a unique healthcare practice set up by Ryan Moore. The company's focus to elevate a patient's experience of freedom, creative expression, and joy. They believe that everyone can be a hero and has incredible heroic potential inside themselves waiting to be unleashed. Hero Chiropractic focuses on mobile chiropractic care in the greater Atlanta area. They are committed to healing clients by creating a plan of action uniquely suited for each person. They make that plan of action as convenient and affordable as possible, and most importantly suited to your individual needs. If you want more information, go to HeroChiropractic.com. Now, the next shout-out we got to give is to the amazing composer Maestro himself, that, of course, is Crosspad Creative. Need a new logo or want to work on a full branding and content strategy? Or maybe you need music or audio for your content, just like Alter Confusion. Crosspad Creative offers a whole host of solutions for individuals and small businesses. Just email josh at crosspadcreative at gmail.com and see what he can do for you. And, yes, I have asked him if he has a website he'd like for us to, um, to do, but, unfortunately... The, um, uh, he is so inundated with work that he hasn't actually been able to work on his website because he's too busy helping out his clients, which is the right order. You should always help out your client first and work on your website second. Work? What's this crazy talk? And ladies and gentlemen, the last shout out we got to give to is to our longest patron supporter, and that is Agile Axiom. 
By day, Axe leads both a development team and system administration team working with satellites at NASA's Goddard campus. But while not in meetings and many times during, he is the agile evangelist Agile X, championing the philosophy of Agile and trying to make the world a better place for software developers, testers, system admins, and software projects the world over. Decades of experience in software development and leading Agile teams are brought to bear against evil processes, inefficient work, and bad habits. For more information, go to agileaxiom.com. Okay. <laughs> uh, speaking of Agile, um, actually, Agile Axiom, I got to reach behind me real quick. Uh, he actually has a book. Uh, where'd the book go? I know I just had a home. Sec. How many books could he possibly have? As he looks deep behind him. All right. So Axe actually has a book out. It's called, Is This Agile? Common Practices, or sorry, Common Processes for Development Teams. And as an individual who just went through the first of, or sorry, the first two of four uh, Agile training classes, I could tell you that uh, one of the, the presenters was like, oh, yeah, I know this book. It's a good book. So... Are you going to get certified with your? Eventually, but yeah. let me let me say let me just say one thing real quick, and that is, I detest detest when you give a test. Okay, if if you're given a multiple choice test, and you give all right answers, but there's one best answer, I will fucking strangle you. Oh my God, because to me, there's different ways to interpret what is the best. And I really do not feel like arguing over every single one of my freaking answers. Welcome to the real world. There's usually various ways to do development and to do various projects, but there's usually actually objectively a best one. Ah, a best one. For each individual, for for different situations, though there is not an all all mighty best of all time. It's usually a best answer. True, but that's once again based on the situation. When you give me a vague outline, my situation in my mind might be different than yours. Yes, I'm strange. I'm crazy. I think way the fuck outside the box. So for you to tell me that, it drives me nuts. Mm. All right, ladies and gentlemen, of course, you are like, oh, my God, I have to know. How can I, too, become a patron of Alter Confusion? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm very happy that you asked, and so I shall tell you. Ladies and gentlemen, Alter Confusion survives on the love and support of fans like you, and so we have a Patreon page. Patreon lets you, the fans, lovers, haters, demigods, interdimensional beings, gods, demons, aliens, werewolves, vampires, mummies, sea creatures, supporters, and so many more to become active participants in the work we love through a monthly membership. This gives you access to exclusive content, community, and insight into our creative process. In exchange, we gain a bit more freedom to do our best work and the stability we need to build an even stronger creative career. Currently, we have two tiers that you can uh, sign up for. There is the $1 
a month tier. That's $1 a month or $12 a year. And that will get you early access to all of our playthroughs, as well as uh, the ability to take part in patron-only posts and polls. Uh, now, if you're feeling extra frisky, you can jump up to that $5 tier. That's $5 a month or $60 a year. And not only do you get everything at the $1 tier, but you also get uh, your name or organization added to every single thank you section of the Thursday Night Hangouts. So if you want to become a patron of Ultra Confusion, go to Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Ultra Confusion and become a patron today. We love Patreons, and they love you. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I've got, I technically have one more story, and so we're going to go into this. And, and this is kind of a follow-up to a story that we talked about last week uh, revolving around the Smash Brothers tournament that got axed two weeks before it actually was supposed to happen. Uh, and the promoters of that uh, competition basically was talking about how uh, the there's another co there's another promotion company called Panda uh, that has it appears gained the ability to have a smash tournament in 2023 well apparently they these the first promoters might have been on to something because with a shit ton of pressure uh, and a bunch of um, competitors dropping out of that Panda tournament. Panda, the Panda CEO has been removed from power. The power, the power of voodoo, hoodoo. Uh, yes, the CEO of Panda Global has been removed from his role following the Smash Brother tournament allegations that have led to numerous members leaving the esports organization. Hmm. So I'll, let's see here. Um, here is the official press release. Oh my gosh, could they have could they have used a smaller font? Good lord. Okay, let's see here. Panda has heard the concerns of the Smash community and is taking immediate action. Allen is no longer CEO, effective immediately. In the interim, Panda employees are working with outside advisors to form a temporary interim management committee to act as CEO to navigate this critical time. Uh, the identities of those in the uh, interim management committee will not be made public at this time due to concerns over harassment and safety. Uh, their, their immediate priorities are work with any team member that desires to redesign, or sorry, to resign, including release from any contractual obligations, Support those who feel displaced through these events to find a home, either with Panda or another organization. We call on the commu community to treat those affected by these events with grace, understanding, and to call out and report any attempts of doxing or harassment. Additionally, due to security concerns for our staff and contractors, the Panda Cup finale is postponed. Wow. The committee will work to issue refunds to all of those who register the, in the up uh, in the coming weeks. Panda is committed to demonstrating our dedication to the community and everyone who shares our passion. Panda is committed to do our best to move the comp competitive Smash community above and beyond the current situation, 
starting with an internal restructure and rededication to our values as members of this community. So, bam! What a fuck. Bob, bam! I, I mean, it does sound like if the shit happened that really did happen, they say they are at least actually trying to do something to rectify the situation. Instead of just a typical, oh, that was bad. We will strive to do better. Yep. And that's it. Like, and there's nothing else. So, I mean, I don't follow the Smash community, so I'm not really too up in what's going on, but it sounds like they're at least actually taking actionable steps to fixing the reputation and what happened because a number of the Panda streamers also said that they were also leaving the esports company. Yep. Uh, so that's another thing. It's not, you know, that's kind of the life and bread of these esports companies. You know, it's one thing if you host events, but if you leave those big time Twitch streamers, that's like, bye-bye. Uh, I do want to point out some really quick here. Uh, the uh, the video game awards uh, is, ha- is actually happening right now, and there oh. was an announcement that just dropped about twenty minutes ago, and I have to shout about it. And that is, ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, backed by popular demand, or maybe because of popular demand, Super Giant Games has announced there will be a Hades sequel. There will be a Hades 2, and this time there will be a female lead. The Underworld's princess will be taking center stage. Holy shit! That is awesome. And, of course, I will be buying in on at least one, if not two, platforms. Because that's how Charlie rolls. I'm super excited. (laughs) I'm fucking excited. (laughs) That will be... You can already... Marker it in. That will be a day one purchase for me also. Yup. Let's see here. Um, I mean, there's a company there who's built up the goodwill, continues to have put out good, solid games. And you know what I mean? I don't like um, roguelites. Yep. Like, I'm not a rogue player. I've tried a number of them. I'm just like, I'm done nine rogues. Hades yep. will be the, Hades 2, I should say, will be the exception because that is a phenomenal game. The, yeah. Yeah. I, oh, God. Well, there goes a lot of my time. Whenever it comes out, a lot of my time is going to go, bye-bye. Okay, here's the real question, right? Yes, sir. So normally sequels come out, and they're improving on something from the first one, maybe a deficiency or something that could have been better. So what do you think is something that could be improved upon in Hades OG versus a Hades 2? More soundtrack. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, you know the soundtrack's gonna be amazing because yeah. Um, but other than that, you know I don't know. Uh having having completed several runs where I beat everybody and, and got the ending, uh and, and sp- this is not a spoiler alert, but uh in order to truly get the full oomph of Hades understand that you're going to have to defeat you're going to have to have complete runs several times because the story will advance the end story does advance yep um i try, you know i 
don't know, maybe some collision detection. Mm. Uh, if you want to get really specific, there there's a couple times where I felt like I got a little bit cheated on on what was and wasn't a hit. But other than that, I mean, Super Giant Games makes make solid games. The my own, I mean, my biggest gripe is that Pyre really just didn't do it for me because it was a weird ass sports game, really weird ass sport. I mean, I still beat the shit out of it because. Uh, I'm that awesome. Uh, no, I, but you know, I just feel like they 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 polish their shit. I mean, they they make sure that it is good to go. They're not trying to, you know, shovel you some absolute crap and then we'll get to it later. Maybe we don't get like early access, but real. Yeah. Like when they when they did the, uh, I mean technically I guess it was early access uh, on Steam. I mean it was a severe. It was already severely polished. I mean there was nothing really wrong about it, um, except for the fact that I I uh, the only thing wrong with it was the fact that. I couldn't buy it on the Switch yet. I mean, <laughs> you know what I'd like to see is a true spellcaster. Ooh, interesting. With more, we should probably, I guess, entail more CC crowd control. With like, you know, because most of those games have like some kind of sorcerer, like ice right. major, something along those lines. But something along those lines, yeah, might be interesting to spice it up a little. Hmm, interesting. Uh, hmm. I try to think of the weapons. Maybe some more. I mean, I know it's roguelike, so the purpose is when you're in the runs to level up stuff, but you could level up your character. Well, I guess you could actually level up the weapons. Yes, you could. You could. So they already had that. So that's already part of it. So maybe other gear, like you can get like a chest piece and a shoulder. Ooh, skin customizations. Yeah. So you had the blade, the bow, the shield, the spear, the twin fists, and the, like the railgun. And to be honest with you, I, I hated the railgun. I did not like the railgun. I, in, in my honest opinion, it was either it was either the twin fists or the bow for me, which is kind of ironic because it's it it's like as close as you can fucking get, and I'm gonna try to hit you from afar. But I mean, it's just they make good games, so you know, I'll save some money. Well, I'll start saving now because I, you know, I, they just announced it today, so it's not going to come out tomorrow. Though it would be amazing if it did. But it's but not. it also won't be a seventy dollar game. That's true. Which is kind of nice. Yeah. I, I'd also be interested to see what characters oh. would come back. So the graphics look like it's going to be the exact same style. Yeah. Which makes sense. I wonder but, if it's... Yeah, but it looks like, identical. I wonder, like... I just wonder what characters are going to, to like make... It same, looks like the same, like, level-up system as far as, like, choosing between, like, the three different level-ups when you get them. Right. I see that. I see Apollo. Nemesis. Of course. 
Yeah. Hip so is probably like, there. It'll be more of the same, which I'm totally cool with. Yeah. Yeah. Will chaos be a part of it? That'd be interesting. Maybe, probably. It would. I don't know if it would make sense for Persephone to be there, though. But I Ooh. guess time will tell. Who knows, sir? Who knows? So, um, so I, I mentioned um, a Chattacon earlier, and so if anyone has ever been to a convention where Alter Confusion's been at, you know that we usually have some sort of setup. Uh, usually a TV with a PC set up to, uh, in many years past, we had, uh, indie games that you could play. And then we kind of really became more of a, let's just have our show, our Thursday night hangouts be on display and maybe some of the interviews. Uh, I recently attempted to turn on the convention, uh, PC, which a lot of people mistook as a steam box which it's not, it's an Alienware Alpha, and uh, found out that I couldn't turn it on. And uh, the CMOS battery went bad. Wasn't that, remember we had those issues where like, it wouldn't really turn on? It was the CMOS battery. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, for, when those things came out, there was already some weird ass fault to the CMOS battery. But if you did these steps, it usually would be good for like two years. Well, it's been more than two years since we first got the machine and the CMOS battery is completely dead. So I bought a new one and um, uh, I installed it yesterday and just for sanity's sake. And so I didn't have to like find a monitor to plug this thing into. I'm using my, um, the, the capture card that I usually use for the Nintendo Switch because it's just, it's, just a, a HDMI input. And so I really scared the crap out of my kids because <laughs> I, I had two, I have two keyboards on my computer on my computer desk and two uh, mice. And so they couldn't figure out how to use the computer. They're like, dad's not doing anything, but we are up and ready. And, and I removed a bunch of uh, miscellaneous games off there. The real reason why I did that is that, both my sons want to play the exact same game uh, that's in my Steam library, but uh, only one person could play on my desktop, and so now I have it on both the systems so that they could play it if they really want to. And to be honest with you, uh, it's a game called Counting Kingdom. It's all about math. And so, Ooh. yes, yes, I, I will put that on. It's not like Bloody Gore Savage Battle Five. What if you had to count the points of blood that falls from all of your enemy at the end? You have to know how much to drink. You're actually a vampire. And if the, you do the, the map, actual, you're the, the actual gameplay is you running around with a measuring cup trying to catch the blood being spilled by the enemy. You're not actually attacking the enemy. You're kind of like the, um, uh, the, the spit bucket boy who's running around, but instead of spit, you're, 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 basically collecting blood drops from uh what who your 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 master or whatever is causing damage you're literally just like scooping in going oh man we're almost at two cups now boss you know that sounds like the perfect vr game <laughs> which guess what i've already pre-ordered <laughs> oh i did pre-order the ps2 vr you uh, oh yeah cool oh speaking of which there, there's a rumor that sony's about to announce when um 
the the release of uh the PlayStation Six. Oh, good lord! Congratulations! It's already gonna be dated. Two thousand twenty-six. Possibly, I don't know. I can't imagine it'd be any time in the next couple of years, honestly. Like, I, I just, I have a hard time. Like, they're not even making, they barely make any PS5 exclusive games as it is. Don't they still have like a shortage on actual PS5s? It's almost normal. Like, I think you can, like, if you watch, it's much easier now to get the PS5. Uh, they still go out of stock, mm-hmm. but it's not like in five minutes. It's like if you check every day, you'll find one now. Gotcha. Um, it's kind of like the Switch was a year ago, where like it wasn't always like at your local Target, but if you just kind of tried, you'd find one pretty easily. Kind of that situation. Um, so, yeah, it's still not in excess surplus because um, it came what out in 2020. Uh, let's see. The PS5. Look it up one second. Station, it's, 2000, it's, yeah, it's 2019 or 2020. Uh, came on release date November 2020. Yeah. So uh, my guess is you're looking at least 2026 for the PS6 would be my guess. I guess we'll find out. Uh, Who knows? Ladies and gentlemen, I do want to point out that if you or- are. What's what? I could see a PS5 Pro. That I could see. True. Like, you know, PS5 Slim, you know, that type Jesus of stuff. Christ. The Slim. <laughs> I mean, oh, my God. Okay. The PS5 is a chunky boy, though. Oh, yeah. It looks like it looks like a a router on steroids. Yes. No, it's like, it's it's strong-mongous on my shelf. I, I would, I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't there's, mind. There's I mean, safety like concerns. Platform. For the shelf, okay? We're at weight capacity. <laughs> yes. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I do want to point out that if you are interested in owning your very own Alter Confusion hat or Alter Confusion vinyl sticker, all you got to do is go over to alterconfusion.tv slash merch. Uh, I just put it in the chat there for you. Um, and you We're not my Alter Confusion underwear. That I don't think is an option, though. I I still think I'm still thinking about getting the alt, uh, putting an Alter Confusion koozie up there. Ooh! Then every night I can drink. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I think you're onto something. I I sometimes have that ability to be on something. Anyways, um. I just finished uh, the uh, One Piece video game. I will be, uh, re- or I'll be putting a review of that in the near near future. Uh, I've moved on to uh, Tales of Arise. Nice. And I'm finally Tales of Arise. Or hell, any Tales game, there's a certain like, kind of like flow of button pushing that you have to get used to. And now I've played enough Tales of Arise, and I'm finally getting that rhythm. And so now my only problem is for the life of me, I cannot get through a boss fight without having to use at least three to four of those life uh, potions to bring mm. back fallen characters. I can't, I, 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 for some reason, I just, I cannot survive a boss fight without having a down player. What 
player who's kind of like your main player you're playing with? Oh, the main guy. The um uh goddamn what's the mass hero? Yeah, the mass hero. Yeah, I played as the mage. The like the the the, I forget the chick with the spellbook. Okay, the chick with the spellbook. Okay, because technically, <laughs> technically, the girl with the rifle and the spellbook, they both could do. They're well, both mages, but yeah, the spellbook is much more powerful because you can level up your spells as you cast them. This is true. and cue them, which is pretty op. And basically, you just strafe, 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 strafe. Oh, open attack. Yeah, because I sucked as the melee character. I. I to I'm I'm being brutally honest. I think I really need to invest in a new gamepad because I don't think that that all of my my button presses are are actually being registered. Because there's a couple of times, and this happened during the the One Piece game as well, is that you know, there's there's a timing you got to do to some of like the the strafe or the dodges yep. or just the the attack patterns. And for, and I swear that my gamepad just sometimes, like, just goes, whoops, did you hit the button? I don't know. We're just going to ignore it. And that's where I get into trouble. Yeah. That's not very nice of it. But I'm, uh, have you played Tales of Arise? Yeah. Okay. So, um, I'm in the second city. And in the sewers, there's these little, like, slug things that just cast spells. Yep. I'm getting my ass owned by them. Because my my melee character will just randomly lock on to one of the slug dudes and I'm like, "No, you the other one that's casting you dumbass." Oh, and, and there you go. Water fountain, water fountain, water fountain, water fountain. I'm dead. Yeah, if you use the uh spellcast chick, she has the interrupt for that. Well, no, you don't use her. It's just the thingamadoodle to interrupt. Yes, you know but I mean? unfortunately, you have to power it up. It, you can't yeah, just interrupt yeah. it. Sure. Yeah. And that's the pain. I'm just like, oh my god! I, like I actually lock onto that spell, the the one who's actually casting the spell, and I'm like, but the interrupt's not there. Oh no! Yeah. So it's a lot. I would of dodging. try to stagger them when I played. It's so like each one of my characters would have like their skill open, basically. Yeah. To stagger them. Yeah. Sometimes it worked, and sometimes you still die. I, well, the, the the craziest thing for me is I, this might just be the PC version, but your your regular attack is the right shoulder button, and I can't tell you how many times I keep forgetting that, and I'll be button mashing like the X button or the Y button, and then you'll just hear like dun 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 because you've just used up all your special points, your 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 ability or yeah your ability points, and you have to like recoup them, and I'm just going yeah. no no. Yeah, that's definitely a thing. But yeah, so um, so quick question for you, Zelis. I know we're kind of run, we're we're getting towards the end, but the uh, the question that I have for you is: How many games do you think do you feel confident in multitasking between? Dub. Are you counting stupid iPhone games? No. Because if I, I did I, that, geez, my number would be astronomical. I would probably honestly say two at the most. Yeah, I, I think for me too. I think it's a two and maybe a third one. If the third one is more of like kind of I could jump in and out, I don't have to have like long sessions in. 
Because probably the third one, it's probably going to honestly go like into hibernation for a couple of months. Yeah. And then I'll pick it up. Like later, I've done that, but like actively playing. And by active, I mean probably I'd say what at least once every two weeks. Yeah. That's what I consider active in this context. I think I think right now my my third one is either Legend Ruterra or um, like uh, Slave Spire, basically a, a collectible card game. That, that makes can, sense. And those are perfect games to just kind of hop in and out of at yeah. leisure, basically. Yeah. Um, I excited Diablo three has a potential release date or Diablo four. Yeah, I'm waiting for the uh, the Dead Space remake over Diablo 4. Early reviews say it's good. Oh, uh, um, that's not really a review. Or actually, there have been reviews, but it's only of the trailer. Uh, you may have noticed that there is a new, in the last like week or two, there's been the second trailer for the Mario movie. And I honestly deleted it when I saw it. And I saw, I saw it because I, I promised someone who I would watch it. And I'm so excited for everything but Mario. Like, Bowser looks and sounds amazing. Toad, like the script sounds amazing. Princess, Donkey Kong. But, nope, not Mario. Even Luigi. I'm like, yeah, Luigi. It's a me, Luigi. You know what I haven't heard about in a while? What's that? The Borderlands movie. Yes. Yes. I, I, too, was wondering about that. Like, is that still a thing? Like, is it still being I, made? They, from my understanding, they, they had, like, they had a lot of it done. Let's see. Borderlands. And then they realized it's going to be terrible. Is there a Borderlands movie coming out? <laughs> or did they cancel it when they realized, oh, wait, this is a bad idea. <laughs> I love a Collider says, even though the movie is set to hit theaters this year, there is still no release date for Borderlands. With little time left in 2022 and still no trailer, it may be that the, the film won't release until 2023. Well, at this point, I would assume that's an accurate statement. Yeah, I would say so, too. You know, uh, they're still, let's see here. They do have an official uh, website still up. Yep. Film yet still not rated. And it's basically just a holding picture. Yay. I'm excited about holding pictures. Yeah. It's, uh, that's that's about it. Oh, and, and you can also sign up for updates. If you put your email address in. Sucker! Yeah, I want to be updated every time. They make a take or they do anything. I don't think that's how it works. Like, no. Kevin but, Hart but, has like, breathed into a microphone. Send email. Yes. See? Yes. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I believe we've reached the end of our show. So, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank everyone for tuning in to the Alter Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. For myself, Charlie, and Zealus, it's been a pleasure giving you everything to come to our heads, our mouths, and of course, our hearts. We'll be back next Thursday for another Alter Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. Remember, kids, keep on gaming in the free world. Amen to that, brother. Amen.